0: Right, let's go across now to the United Nations where Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, I think... has for the past 35 minutes or so been addressing the UN Security Council Feature Story News uh, founder and editor-in-chief Simon Marks now joins us on the line. He's keeping an eye on what's being said. Uh, Simon, from the bits I've read and the bits I've seen and heard, it certainly sounds like President Zelensky uh, is uh, extremely passionate and angry with what's going on. Is, Is some of his fury directed at the UN and the Security Council, even if most of it is pointed at russia good afternoon to you
1: yeah good afternoon to you john very much so i mean this was a clarion speech by the ukrainian president uh, quite literally telling the united nations that if it can't guarantee peace in a country like ukraine then as he put it it might as well shut down uh, he said that the efforts to create the united nations at that, that Uh, san francisco conference back in 1945 at the end of world war ii uh, could now uh, be deemed not to have achieved the goals that the uh, founding nations uh, laid out for the united nations namely uh, to focus on trying to guarantee peace around the world he offered to make the ukrainian capital kiev available for a new global conference uh, that he said should focus on reforming uh, the United Nations architecture to make it uh, a more positive force in the world. Uh, And of course, while he didn't go into details of what he's proposing, he was essentially raising uh, the big question that is going to be raised uh, once we get past the immediate crisis in Ukraine, and that is whether Russia can continue to maintain a veto uh, on the United Nations Security Council Uh, even when uh, the Russian government stands accused of committing the kinds of atrocities uh, that emerged over the weekend uh, in Bucha just outside Kiev with President Zelensky uh, saying that there are even worse examples yet to be shared with the international community uh, in the besieged Ukrainian city of Mariupol on the Black Sea coast, uh, in Kharkiv and in many other locations uh, across the country. So this was not just uh, furious criticism of the russians he equated yes. the behavior uh, of russian forces in ukraine with the behavior of islamic state terrorists in uh syria and afghanistan but this was also a real challenge to the united Nations structure itself
0: we we obviously are going to hear um uh, responses to that do, do, do you get a sense of whether this is being uh there are nods of of uh sympathy and approval from the people who are already aligned and have picked their sides in this particular conflict uh, and grim-faced determination from Russia and its allies? Or do speeches like this sometimes tip balances? I mean, you, you, you've you covered international politics for long enough to to have a view on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of different points to make, John. I mean, yes, absolutely. We're going to hear a rebuke of what President Zelensky said, of course, from the Russian ambassador to the United Nations. He's on the Security Council. uh, And once again, I suspect that when he speaks, he is going to claim uh, that the images that we've all seen from Butcher are not, in fact, uh, images of atrocities committed by Russian forces, despite the voluminous evidence uh, to the contrary. But what? I think President Zelensky successfully did in that speech uh, is to raise an issue that has hung over the United Nations now literally for decades. I mean, year after year after year. Uh, I have attended uh, the UN General Assembly uh, and year after year after year, you're told that a big uh, central uh, plan uh, for each annual UN General Assembly session is to advance the discussion about the reform of the United Nations architecture and it never advances in an appreciable way i think it was about years. i don't know 15 years ago now that i produced a radio documentary here called under fire the un's battle for relevance uh, and the question was as uh, alive then as it is today it's just that in light of these seismic events that we're witnessing in ukraine uh, now the president of that country is really trying to light a fire uh, under uh, the UN and to say to its member states, you really have now empirical evidence of the weakness uh, of uh, of the United Nations. We saw it in Bosnia previously. We're seeing it again now in Ukraine.
0: In terms of, of, of what the UN security might do that it hasn't already done, is, is there anything... Um What's the word in, in, in the kind of likely file that they might pull out or has the limits of uh, assistance for Ukraine and punishment for Russia pretty much been set uh, and, and it's going to stay there?
1: Well, I think that depends in large part on the outcome of talks that have been underway between Russian and Ukrainian negotiators and also on the willingness of the Russians ultimately to allow the United Nations to play more of a meaningful role. There have been conversations about the possibility of creating some kind of a UN protectorate uh, in, in at least one part of Ukraine that would see international forces essentially guarantee uh, Ukraine's security in the event that that Ukraine uh, agreed in negotiations with the Russians to embrace the concept uh, of neutrality. Now, all of those conversations were underway before the scale of the horrors in Bucha was revealed over the weekend. And with President Zelensky saying there is more to come, it's hard to know where those negotiations head. Moscow was certainly... Uh, pessimistic uh, last week about where the negotiations were heading. But there has been talk about the possibility of the UN essentially serving as a guarantor of any deal that the two countries ultimately strike. Uh, The difficulty, of course, will be getting to the deal and then finding a mechanism for enforcement.
0: Thank you very much. Simon Marks uh, from Feature Story News uh, reporting there on the address by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, to the UN Security Council.